E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Okay, Sean, that was for you. I'm not really that big of an Eagles fan, but you're listening to Brody Sports Talk. This is Season 3, Episode 175. I am joined by my co-host, who likes to build his teams like Howie Roseman, big on the line, and not much at everything else. Just keep investing in that line, and you'll be fine. Uh, That's Derek Resnick. Derek, how are you doing today? I am so glad that you can spell. It is... It, it is wonderful to me to know that you finally passed the second grade. Um, I was hoping that you wouldn't go into Hotel California while you were singing, and I am happy to report that you didn't. So I'm excited to talk about the Eagles today, and uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. Is, is that a challenge for me to try to fit that in before we get to the end of the, the episode? I am hoping that there will be lines dropped throughout the rest of the podcast uh, that we are together talking about the Eagles where um, such a nice surprise would be of you dropping in lines from Eagle songs. Oh, that that would be a, a challenge for sure. So let's go ahead and get things going, though, with the true stars of the show. Let's get to the Eagles and their offensive linemen. The Eagles know where it's at. They like to invest there. You've got longtime studs like Jason Kelsey, who recently announced that he's going to return for the 2022 season. Former first-round pick Lane Johnson, who has been there a long time and just likes to push anyone and everyone around, and he does a good job at it. I mean, there's a lot to like. Landon Dickerson's there. Young guy doing his thing. They get to go up against Fletcher Cox and practice all the time. I I love what the Eagles do on their offensive line. And in the back half of the season, Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen really said, we're going to take the ball and we're going to run it down people's throats. And that's what they did. Uh, they were able to kind of take over games with an ability to run the ball and really avoid the pass as much as possible. And it was really kind of intriguing to see this because that's not how they started the season. I love that the coaching staff had an ability to evolve and adapt to what they were seeing teams give them. And But you can't do it without the big fellas. You know, Jordan Mailata, Andre Dillard, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey... Lane Johnson, and then even at tight end, you have elite tight ends like Dallas Goddard there. Uh, Zach Ertz, of course, was there for a few games this past year. Just, mm, I I gotta say positive things when we talk about the offensive line, and I wanted to be the one to bring it up, because usually Derek's the O-line guy. But I knew if I brought up the offensive line, maybe people would take it a little bit more seriously this episode because this is how the Eagles almost always build. Part of me wouldn't be surprised if they go with a first round offensive tackle again this year. Since they have three first round picks, you might as well to spend one of them on a lineman. We'll see what happens with Philly. But 
those guys, they like to push people around, and they do a great job. Derek, anything you kind of want to add? Yeah, so we have seen a team go out and change the entire structure of an offense into a quarterback run offense, a, a more running offense, and that was with the Ravens when they picked up uh, Lamar Jackson. To have it happen and almost work in the middle of a season um, is a stroke of genius, basically. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and transition over to the talent that is the quarterback position in the with the Philadelphia Eagles. So Jalen Hurts did everything for the Eagles last year. Um, 61 completion percentage. Of course, they weren't looking at the pass. Uh, a 16 touchdown to 9 interception. Shouldn't be throwing the ball that much. That's why he has 9 interceptions. But he still had 784 rushing yards on 139 attempts. He was leading rusher right in front of Miles Sanders, who had 137 attempts, so two less than his quarterback for 754 yards, so 30 less yards. Um, and uh, Jalen Hurts put in 10 touchdowns on the ground. Um, to see what you have in your talented players and then change your offense to, to do that, uh, a really good thing. My hope is they, they grow that and play all 17 games in a style that leads to whomever they put out there at quarterback. So I like Jalen Hurts when he was at, at Oklahoma in college. I enjoyed watching him play when he was at Alabama in college and uh, you know won a national championship um, with them. I was happy to... I mean, he's very talented and uh, at the position and let's see what he does in the NFL let's see what uh, let's see if, if this type of offense is going to to lead to a playoff spot now you have the Cowboys who you never know what's going to happen with them you have the commanders which they have a new quarterback so you and uh, Ron Rivera is there you don't know what's going to happen and then you have the Giants in your division as well. So there is a easily winnable division out there uh, for the Eagles. And my hope is that they figure things out this offseason and move into a a, uh, a more run-centric. Uh, and hopefully the quarterback doesn't get hurt. Speaking of the run game, what are you, uh, what are you guys talking about, Caleb? I mean, that's where I was going. I mean, I somewhat hinted at it earlier, but let's go ahead and talk about some of the running backs. I mean, Miles Sanders, of course, was hurt uh, for several games. Didn't end up getting any actual rushing touchdowns. But as far as running backs go, he was the main man with 754 rushing yards. Boston Scott came in, started a few games, had 373 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. Jordan Howard got in on the action, returning to Philly, 406 yards, three touchdowns. Got to get Kenny Gainwell going every now and again with 291 rushing yards and five touchdowns. And Sanders and Gainwell were also both used fairly often, not as much as like J.D. McKissick or something like that, but in the passing game. And I just think when you can go there and say, the Eagles had 2,700 rushing yards. Yes, a lot of those are Jalen Hurts. But it's not like... I mean, they ran him less than 10 times a game. 
some of those are not even going to be called runs. They're just runs that develop and happen because, let's face it, Jalen Hurts is your quarterback. You should be opportunistic. I wouldn't say that they were out there running zone reads on a regular basis. It's just maybe near the goal line, but it's not like it was a quarterback run game. It was a running game that also used the quarterback run. And so I feel like that's just really important to point out because we're not talking about some sort of a option offense like Army or Navy or something would run. And they still almost had a 1,000-yard receiver in Devonta Smith because Devonta Smith is awesome. Would I like to see a more balanced offense? Yes. Is Jalen Hurts the quarterback to see do that? I don't know. I like his work effort. I like what he does. But I can't sit here and say... I'm locked in. Jalen Hurts is the guaranteed quarterback of the future for the Philadelphia Eagles. Do I think he's the quarterback of this coming season? Absolutely. After that, he's going to have one year left on his contract because he was a second-round pick, so there's not a fifth-year option. Then we'll get to see if they really think <laughs> Hurts is the guy long-term or what they're going to do. Uh not not to be punny here, but uh, it does hurt when you try to surround quarterbacks with talent and you draft players like Jalen Rager and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. At least they got Devonta Smith right, you know? Uh, maybe they'll go with another first-round wide receiver this year because, like I said, they need to just... They've got three first-round picks. Uh, do you think... What do, you, what do you think of the ground game as a whole? I mean, obviously a lot of people got involved. Part of that was injuries. Part of that was scheme. Um, where, where do you come down as far as this rushing attack and where you think Hurts should be? Yeah, you never want to see... Um, you never want to see injuries in the NFL. I mean, of course, they're part of the game. But when a significant portion of your offense is taken away because of an injury, whether that's running back, quarterback, um, what have you, it's tough. And so my hope is that we look at 2022, we see what they do in the draft, and we have we see what what Sirianni wants to put out there on the field. So we're look, I'm looking forward, and you know, you know me, I, I'm, a, I'm a big run guy, I'm a big offensive line, push people around and, and run the rock kind of guy. So I'm excited to see what they can do in this, uh, this upcoming season. And that's really it for us here on this episode of Brody Sports Talk, talking about the 2021-2022 season for the Eagles. If you haven't heard your team, it's coming soon. Yeah, or go ahead and check our backlog. We've released several of these. Uh, the Eagles itself is Team 19 of 32, so we're moving our way right through these season recaps. And we'll be done with them by the end of the month, which feels almost impossible, but very exciting all at the same time. Because we want to keep making content for you. And if you enjoy that content, please subscribe and give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode and so that other people can see how awesome you think we are. So on behalf of Derek, my name is Caleb Walgren. Thank you for listening to Brody Sports Talk. Y'all have a good one. Bye.
Bye, guys.